Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Auto Know Better podcast, season two, episode 22, with myself, Luke, and Stats. And obviously, we've got a special guest tonight, but before that, grab a brew, take a pew, Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Um, I suppose we'd better do the, the best bit of the show tonight. Uh, let's introduce our special guest this evening, Mr. Eric Lee. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? How are you guys? Welcome, mate. How's it going? Doing good. Really good. All right, good to hear. Um, so let no further ado, let's let's crack on. Um so what have you what have you been doing up to? What, what have you been getting up to lately? What have you been up to? Uh, at, the, at the minute, I, I'm, I'm in England. I'm in England and just outside Nottingham. I'm doing some some coaching work with uh, under 23s, getting some of my coaching badges done, some experience, and I'm all finished playing now. My my hip is basically gone. I got a 60 year old oh, yeah, man's yeah. hip. Yeah, so but that, that's where I'm at at the minute. No, nah, it's one of them sort of things. I mean, I'm I'm 36 and my knees are bloody going. Uh, obviously, I've not, played, I've not bloody played professional sport like you before. Uh, I think, uh, I, well, Luke's nearly crippled as well, I think, to be honest. Oh, um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a year younger than Sly and my knees are, uh, are <coughs> absolutely shot to it. How long, how long have you been carrying that hip injury, Eric? Um, well, I spoke to you before before the show. I The first time I had the surgery was after my loan from from Leeds so I think I was 23 and then I had just I had another surgery it was about a year ago now yeah just just above a year ago now so that was when I was 32 so and I couldn't come back it's been there a while how do you how do you play with like an injury is it always like in the back of your head you know thinking you know this might reoccur or is it just something you have to deal with oh I did a lot of weights a lot a lot of weights squats Glute work, uh, groin work. I I would have to do it probably like twice a week, 
I would always have to be on top of it. I know some guys, they're they're quite lazy in the gym, but I, I had to make sure that I, I worked at it because if I didn't, then I probably wouldn't have played until I was 32. I probably would have only played to maybe like 28, 29. So. Right. So it's, like you say, it's something you're constantly just having to deal with and work on. Yeah, yeah I think for us, obviously, that aren't in, uh, in, in that sort of scene, you know, we think, oh, they just players get over their injuries, you know, they work on them, they get through it, and then that's it. They, are, they don't have to think about it when obviously, clearly, that's just definitely not the case, is it? No, so, yeah. Uh, Someone's out there, every, almost every player, once you get to about probably like 23, 24, they have something lingering about that they're always concerned about or they need to deal yeah. with or, or manage themselves. So usually programs are tailored to each individual yeah. at uh, mm-hmm. each club. So especially when you go higher up into the leagues, yeah. every, everyone's dealing with something. Just put it that way. Yeah. yeah. No, it, just, it just arcs back to our own uh, Adam Forshaw. They obviously he were, he were out for a couple of seasons with the, obviously injuries to his hip and stuff. Yeah, uh, he's been through a bloody specialist, and and uh, I think he's half a bionic man. But um, <laughs> I think stats is he an Andy is, Murray yet? Is he an Andy Murray? Does he have <laughs> the metal hat yet? There you go. Yeah, I think um, stats is wanting to do a bit of a little bit of a stats segment with you, so I'll I'll hand yes, you over sir. to him. Yeah, I've I've done a, a little bit of research. Uh, I've tried to prepare best you can. You started your career at Chicago Fire, obviously born in Illinois. Uh, and then obviously you joined Aston Villa. You, you made your football league debut at Lincoln, I believe, uh, way yes. back when, back at Sinsel Bank before sort of another loan move to Brisbane Road and late in Orient. Then yeah. you, you made your, your Aston Villa debut in a uh, Europa League Cup tie, I believe, against Rapid Vienna. What was that like? That was crazy, actually. It was so I think it was Martin O'Neill got sacked, I want to say, and yes. then. The reserve team coach, Kevin McDonald, actually took over for about five, six games. And he gave a lot of the reserve guys an opportunity. And I'm pretty sure they didn't take, they weren't taking the Europa League. That was like back in the day when no team took the Europa League seriously. So they played like second string, basically. And we went out there not expecting to do anything. We played, I think, the majority of reserve team guys like Barry Bannon, Andreas Feynman. Uh, who's still playing, I think uh, Nathan Baker maybe as well. There, There's a few more. There's quite a few that, that I think Kieran Clark was in that team as well. Right, yeah. And um, yeah, we, we ended up getting a draw 1-1 and then I was expecting to play at Villa Park for the next leg and they actually put the big guns out and they ended up losing. So we got knocked out, which yeah, is, how it is, it? So, is what it is though. And obviously the late Gerard Houllier obviously came in, took over and uh, following that, you, you had a, obviously a loan move to, to Leeds United, which obviously we're going to talk about in more depth. How how did that loan move sort of come around in the start of February 2011? Uh, I played a few games for Villa. Mm-hmm. I actually, I think it was, I started against West Brom. We ended up winning. And then next game, we played Tottenham. We lost. I think we had another game in between, maybe a draw, and then we played Man City away. And I had an absolute disgusting game. I gave away a pen within like 10 minutes, I think. I chopped down, I think it was Balotelli. uh, David Silva, just ridiculous. Honestly, I had the worst game ever, just put it that way. We lost 4-0. Manager came out and said I had a nightmare. Uh, the, the next day's training, I came into training. He's like, oh, Eric, you had a terrible game the other day. Just having a chat with me, I was like, wow, yeah. And then I think it was about a month later, I ended up just going out on loan to, to you guys. So, 
and I thoroughly enjoyed it to be fair. So I don't mind playing really bad because it, something good came out of it. My memory, my memory, Eric, just quickly. Sorry, guys, but my memory, I always remember you coming in and, and right back was a real a real problem position for us at the time, if I remember rightly. I think I think you mentioned it before. Stats Paul Connolly was out injured. Yeah. Um and uh Sam Byron hadn't quite come through yet. So we, we were sort right, of yeah. in, in a position where where we were struggling for for a right back. I remember you coming in on loan. I thought it was longer than the uh eighteen and nineteen games you played for us actually, but um you came in and did a proper you know a proper job in there and 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 I'll be I'll be the first to admit that I was pretty good at that that when your uh, when your contract contract wasn't made permanent or when it possibly was I mean I'm sure you could probably tell us a little bit more about that. Oh uh, yeah, so initially the loan was for a month. I think I did all right in that first month. <clears throat> well, I thought I did, and then um, it got extended. I think for three months. I played mainly right back. I, I think I switched over. I think that George McCartney got injured as well. Paul came back for a bit towards the end and I ended up playing left back, which was no problem to me. But yeah, after everything said and done, I think we missed off playoffs by, uh, I think it was three points, I yeah. want to say, maybe yeah, four. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, disappointing because obviously the squad that they had, even if you look back, most of them played in the Premier League. It's a uh, it's really, really good squad, but is what it is. But yeah, afterwards, um, when I went back to Villa, we were on preseason, and uh, I know Simon Grayson. He wanted to sign me again. My agent was getting it all sorted out. And when I came, when I was coming back from preseason, I was meant to actually go get a medical at Leeds. And on the last day of preseason, we were training, and my hip just oh. popped. My labrum tore, and I had to get uh, surgery on it. So that oh collapsed, God, God, and God. just like that. And I think Simon Grayson. I think he might have gotten sacked that later on yeah so, it's funny to say that eric he actually got the sack 10 years ago today yeah oh, so there, there you yeah. go so i think in that time so i thought if or if i got fit maybe Leeds would want me again but i think he got sacked and then that was that to be honest with you i didn't sure, hear man. much from it amazingly in interestingly you played eight games at ellen road and you never lost so i think you're a bit really? of a, a lucky charm you, you won three that's and, a good uh, start i could i could put that on the cv <laughs> what was it like to play at ellen road uh in front of the league is that now? against leeds stats no that's four leads against leeds i've lost a few times i remember yes. a few tastings you guys have given us uh, yes. over the years so but we, we've like? uh, getting to Hull. I remember go going to you guys against Hull. Yes. And all the, all the Hull fans are going and getting mauled by the Tigers. So you oh, guys got God. that for a little bit. <laughs> I know. I like it. I remember that one. You must have wrote <laughs> that from America with you, Eric, because that's yeah, terrible. No, no, no. <laughs> to be fair, my wife was in the crowd as well, and she was actually laughing and getting involved. Oh. So, uh, well, was, I've got videos well on my phone of, the, of, the, of them doing the mauling and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I know. That must be more. That's that was good. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah. It's a little bit funny, like fifty-year-old men doing. You're getting mauled by the tigers. So it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? What were we talking about? How did you find it to play in front of the Leeds fans at first? Uh to be fair, I thought it was normal, though, because mm. coming from Villa, it's pretty hostile there. If you're playing bad, they let you know that you're playing bad, and it's yeah. kind of the same same situation at Leeds. And uh, I just thought it was normal, to be honest with you, from going from Villa, playing in front of Villa, then going into Leeds. I just, 
I just thought that was the norm in England. But the atmosphere at Ellen Road is uh, is something special. And if somebody said to me from America, where would you go to watch a game? I would probably suggest Liverpool. I would probably suggest Leeds. Just Forest, just because of my time there, I've I've loved it there. I would definitely suggest Forest, just the the history of the club as well. Uh, those are the, probably three I would suggest. Hmm. You know, in my, in all say Villa actually, because Villa the, the Villa atmosphere is really really good actually. I think it's on the day it could be very good, it could be very bad depending on how the results are going. Yeah, true. When true. I was there, I think we were in more decline, so. It was more like yeah. relegation fights and stuff like that. So maybe it was a little bit more hostile and they were used to Europa League in the years before and fighting for that top six places. So uh, when I was there, it's a, it was, wasn't the, the nicest when we were losing. It was uh, quite hostile. It never is, is it? No. Yeah. Never is. Was it difficult for Alex McLeish when he came in at Villa? Because obviously being a Birmingham manager prior to that, was it difficult for the fans to grasp that at all, Eric? To be quite honest with you, I didn't notice any of it. I don't think he it really affected him. I know it didn't affect the guys in the mm. squad, to be honest with you. But from his standpoint, I, I wouldn't imagine it. He never mentioned that anything or I didn't see anything in the media-wise. Maybe he's answered some questions about it, but that yeah. never really came up. I don't think it was too difficult for him, to be honest. Yeah, you scored one goal for Aston Villa, I think, in a 4-2 defeat at home to you West did not Ham. score one goal. You did not get that right. Oh, did I not? Oh, oh, I blame soccer mate. I blame stat soccer mate. The, the, the stat man got it wrong. I got two goals. You got two goals? I got two goals. Did you get uh, one, one in the one Premier in a, League? In a cup game against Hereford, yes, I scored. That's right, yeah. One in the Premier League against West Ham. Yeah, there you go. One in the Premier League. Oh, against who was it? Who did it was? So, so much against? Google can tell West Ham. West Ham. No, that is incorrect. Is it, uh, I'm doing well right. tonight. <laughs> He's having a nightmare. He's having one. I'm He's having, having one. Tell you what, we'll get rid of him tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Luke. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was against Chelsea. It was against ah, Chelsea. Sorry. Yes, I'm looking at the wrong one. Four, so, in London defeat. stats, you were almost there. You know, we're yeah. the wrong yeah, side of London. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Close. I believe it was and a 4 2 defeat. Please tell me that's correct. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. We got destroyed. The <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Eric, um, just, 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 just on your time at Leeds, just, just to go back to that, because obviously the majority of our, our people in, um, who watch this tend to be, tend to be Leeds fans, but the, the team that you played with there, we've got some real, um, you know, icons within Leeds United. Some 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 of those players really made it made, made their na- a name for themselves at Leeds United. Um, did you get a feeling? Was there was there much of the sort of egoism around around the club at the time? Because we weren't, we were, you know, we were still Leeds United. We we're still pushing. Um, Pushing the championship for playoffs and things like that, and but 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 we, we always just sort of seem to seem to fall short. Hmm. Was was there many egos in and around the dressing room at the time? Uh not that I I know noticed to be honest with you. Everyone was uh, working well together. I know there's a few guys that were out of the squad that weren't involved that were quite annoyed that where they weren't involved and not in in the in the eighteen or sometimes even starting. But that that's normal to. To every yeah, team, yeah, yeah. you're going to be. If you're a professional footballer, you're going to be annoyed if you're not in the 18. You're going to back yourself to try to be in that squad. But every team has that. But I wouldn't say there was many egos in in the squad. I, I think everyone 
every every game was up for it like even like the guys that that played up for him the the careers that they had mm-hmm. can't have that big of an ego especially like johnny yeah, Housen. he's he's captain yeah, how many different yeah. clubs yeah. throughout the years and Correct. stuff so yeah. bradley johnson i think he was captain of derby for a bit i, I want to yeah. say yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Think, where is he now is he at blackburn now is he or did he he's still at blackburn yeah yeah like yeah. that's what i mean like and snowgrass obviously the uh, how he's done i actually and when i went to turkey i played against max gradle he was playing for sivaspor so honestly nice. like oh, i said hi to him we had a, I had a good chat after the game with them and stuff just yeah. that time over there so there was some some crazy really really good players and did you did, did you that, did you that? make any 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 immediate friendships with any of them in particular was there was there anybody who you sort of used to knock about with quite a bit after training and and things or was, was there any any particular individuals that I suppose were were more on your level? Uh no, not really. I, I wasn't really sociable to be honest with you. Football <laughs> was work to me, so I would I I couldn't like take my foot off the gas. So I if I couldn't like to, to be fair saying that I was on loan with Barry Bannon who I was with uh at Villa. So we right. stayed in the same yeah. apartment complex and then that uh Jake Livermore, we all lived right next to each other. So we would go out and and like have food and stuff like that together. But within mm-hmm. within the squad, like I would whenever over the years, whenever I played against like uh Bradley or Johnny or or Snowgrass and stuff like that, I would always say hi and it's how you're doing and stuff like that. But it was wasn't like a or we're on texting basis kind of thing. <laughs> but if I saw him like right now in the pub or whatever, I would definitely have a drink with them. Yeah. See how they're doing and see how they're getting on. What was Casper Schmeichel like to play with Eric? Who? Um, he was a big baby, to be honest with you. <laughs> really? Like, you know, like we so we were used to do like old V not like I think it was like old V young, and then like the worst trainer would get the bib, and then mm. like a lot of the guys would just give it to give it to him because they would see how he would react and he would just he would storm, he would lose his head. He hated to have being the worst trainer, but he would never really be the worst trainer. But people just want to see his reaction, so they would give it to him, and he would storm off like a like baby. I I know it's saying it, but he just he hated. I, I think he just hated people thinking that he was. But it was just to wind up. Like yeah, it, was, yeah. it was just yeah. to wind him up. But other than that, he, he's a good goal, really good, really good goalkeeper. Even at the time there, he was he was very, very good. I know I, I, he ended up going to Leicester. Did he get sold there, or yeah. did he go on free transfer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we sold him to so, Leicester. I think for quite for a minimal fee. I think it was about three million, if I remember right. I think it was one million. One million. He was a good goalkeeper. He was very, very good. Even even back then, you could see uh, he had something in him for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eric, we've had what a couple of questions. Think of him? I think he's all right, but I think his dad's a... <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can't say the word that we think we da- his dad is, but yeah. Okay. Okay, fair enough. It was an old chant that we used to sing, Eric, when uh, when when Casper played for us. You probably heard it a couple of times, but it was, you're all right, but your dad's a... And then it's... Okay. We won't use the actual word right now, but yeah, uh... we used to... Pre- I got, I got a story. It's reminded me of a story. So uh, when I Go when on. I first got in, so my first day, uh, what what was that? I, I wore something that was red, and all the guys were like, "Oh, you can't wear red." They're winding me up. Oh, you can't wear red. Like Manchester United wear red. You can't wear red. Like the the fans <laughs> will absolutely slate you and kill you. I was just like, what what? Like you guys are well off it. Like no, I was just like, okay, whatever. Like 
Um, they're all trying to wind me up saying I can't wear red at all, like any clothing or anything at all. I can't wear red. So I don't know if that's still going on for new players, but it was, it was at the time, whoever came in, they would say that they can't wear red. Yeah. Some people take it a little bit too far. Yeah, a little you bit. Know. Do you guys wear red? I've seen people wearing red hats in the concourse and stuff, and it's been whipped straight off and <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> fair play, um, fair play. Eric, we've had a couple of questions uh, as okay. we've been going along. The first one is from Harry. I don't know who Harry is, but he's asked, did Eric ever apologise to Patrick Bamford for accusing him of deliberately hurting George Long? The footage showed there was minimal contact and zero intent. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just, that was just a wind-up. <laughs> that was just a wind up because yeah, I was annoyed that I think we lost the game. I was just annoyed, yeah. so I just thought I would just say something just to, to wind people up. So that's all that was. Well, say sorry about it. It was meant there was intended to wind people up. So, yeah. <laughs> I've got a question and, about that actually. Come on. Yeah. Just, just, just while we're on that subject, I mean, I know like in previous, like throughout history, I know Paul Gasgoyne were one for it, but you know, is there a bit of on field banter still that goes around? You know, you, you know, not, not as far as I'm sleeping with your missus, like Gazza used to say, but is it, is there still that sort of banter that gets uh, thrown around between players on the field? A bit of sledging. Yeah, there, there was sometimes. Yeah, there was. Uh, there, there's more, what would I say? There, there's always a little bit, especially with guys that you've played with. Or that you know a little bit better. There's always a, like yeah. a bit of banter and, and stuff like that. But um, like so, sometimes it would get get like tasty, and you would start like stepping on people's Achilles and ankles on corners. Like it, it started, but more more so in that sense for me, it was because I would give some. So people, the ones that I found most most difficult were when they gave it a little bit back. And to yeah. be fair, one of them was that Bradley Johnson. Whenever we played up against each other throughout the years, he 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 would always he would come in. He would sometimes play left wing. I was playing right back, and he's like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, that's what he would come over. He's like, "Oh, here we go." Ninety minutes. I was like, "Yep, yeah, you know what you're getting. I know what you're getting." <laughs> it was always a fight and always a battle because they would always shell long balls to him because he was really good in the air, and he knew I was up for it. So I just knew. It was going to be a tough night. I'll, I'll be sore after the game whenever I was up against Bradley. So, no good. Nice. Was, yeah. was 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 there anybody else in particular from your from your career, specifically in England, that that you that you didn't really enjoy coming up against? That was a bit physical, a bit you know, got, got left left a boot in that you played quite regular or played more than once, I suppose. Um, in the championship, one of the players I hated playing against. I don't know why. I just. I would always get an early yellow card. I would try to be a little bit too aggressive sometimes. Early yellow card, it would kill me for the rest of the game. Like little things like that. It was uh, that Lua Lua. Do you, re you remember him? Oh, yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I would just, I would have bad games all the time. I would get early yellows. I couldn't smash them then. Honestly, it would twist <laughs> me up. It, I would always struggle against him. He, he was the one that I would kind of struggle against. I always <laughs> seemed to. I was always well up for it as well. I would make sure I do my homework and everything, his tendencies every single time. And it was just, for some reason, I just would always mess up either, like I said, early yellow or he would just get the have, get an early goal. But yeah, that, that was the main one, I would say. He, he was he was probably the main one that got the better of me over the years. No, I've, got, I've, got, I've got another question for you. Um, 
So obviously, uh, I'll, I'll run this by stats, but he might have got it wrong based on his performance tonight. I know. How many, <laughs> how many, times, how many times has Eric played Bielsa's Leeds United? Or played against Bielsa's Leeds United? We'll see uh, well, if this is right. He's funny you should say that. Uh, no, but stats, 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 stats. Don't tell, don't tell us, don't tell us. What, is this a question for me? Yeah, I think so. It's well, we're going to, to stats first. I'm going to say how many times is he. I want to. We're going to wait until see if he got it right, and then Eric can correct him, like he had to do uh, on the last stats segment. It don't matter. He's, he's gone, gone anyway. He's gone anyway. He's got. He's, 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 he's gerbil. He's got Amsterdam. I'm trying Hamster. to think if was he at Forest when I was. Still, I think. I don't think he was. I don't think he I've was. I've asked already, and I think he said it was three. Um, but. We'll wait. We'll wait until he's uh, reconnected his hamster to his broadband or whatever. But they were all for a hole, weren't they? Yeah, think, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. And I got injured at the back end of the season, so I don't think I played. I think I think it would be three. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got injured back end of the hole. What's it like playing against Bielsa's Leeds United? You know, tell us. You know what, what you do to prepare against you know a team like as as tenacious as that. What you know what what's the build up like? What's the I suppose as a as a whole player and all that sort of stuff, you know, what's the feeling like in the camp, and then you know, what's it like playing against a, a, a Bielsa team? I think uh, it was easier for the guys to get motivated to play against right. him because he was, especially when he was in the championship, everyone wanted to beat Leeds. I know there was a few of the players that um, I think that know that Dan Batty he used to, he used to be a yeah, Leeds player yeah. in the academy, I think. And he ended up uh, over at Hull. He he was always well up for it. He was always geared up for it when Leeds would, when we would play Leeds. But yeah, he, it was, it's just the build up. It, it was like normal for me. I don't. I just prepared in any other way. But I know the fans were well up for it. They would always away trips were always a little bit better. Uh, home matches they always got a little bit bigger crowds. So, but I think we had more joy away from home. Um, I think we. I, think we may have, I remember that time yeah. we got, we the, lost we got spanked, didn't we? In 20, <clears throat> yeah. 2019, was it 2020? Yeah. They I hammered think so. us. Yeah. I think it was 2 0, but you guys peppered us the whole game. And our, our game plan was just basically kind of sit back, soak it up. And we had uh, Camille Grzyski and Jared Bowen on the counterattack. That's right. So yeah. that, that's basically what, what, what the game plan was. And it, and it, and it worked. So. Uh, that that's that that was our strength at the time. So yeah. and I know you guys with your fullbacks just going all the time. So we knew that we would get opportunities. So that, that was the game plan, and, and it worked on yeah. the when we were away from you guys. Did did the, the leads did did it feel as as sort of punishing in terms of your fitness as as what what we expected because we're obviously all over. All over you know, social media and, and and the media and everything, they they praise Bielsa's Legion United for being ultra fit and non-stop running. Did it feel like that when you were when you when you were stood up against your opposite number? Did it think I'm in for a long fucking day here because they're running backwards and forwards non-stop? Yeah. I'm knackered. Yeah. I, I would, yeah, what I would say is that you you have to communicate more. So you, we would do the homework, the the movements that would obviously it's probably like the midfield rotation. Well, a lot of the time, the defensive mid would either come all the way back in and to make it a three, or some, either you would go out and when the fullbacks went forward and then the wingers would come inside. It was the timing of it was very good from uh, from like all the Leeds teams when Bielsa was there. So it was a lot of communication and knowing where to be and when to be at certain times. And 
with our structure because we kind of sat back a bit more and didn't press as much it was a little bit easier so if if we opened up i think uh you guys would have opened us up a bit more but the way that we played i think it, it suited us on the, on that night that we beat you guys but i think uh we i think uh at our home place i think we lost one nil i think the roberts got a goal i want to say roberts i think yeah <clears throat> i remember that i, I think we we i, I, we, were I think we at least should have had a draw if not got something more out of it and i remember he scored kind of i think it was second half i want to say but yeah. I can't. Yeah, think, but, yeah, well, yeah. Look, the Leeds team—they're always tough because the movement that you made—it was relentless for ninety minutes. So you would always have to be switched on and concentrated for ninety minutes. Yeah, cool. Stats. Sorry, sorry, you didn't feed your uh, your jersey. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry. So, so something got into the uh, into the internet. But yeah, three is correct. Obviously, uh, you played <laughs> in the game at Allen Road at Christmas, I think, twenty eighteen. Jared Bone scored two goals and. Funnily enough, Leeds have just won the last seven games uh, prior to that. Uh, they've never won eight in the league uh, for a long, long time. And lo and behold, you come and do a job on us and end up on a little slippery slope. And then obviously the following season, I think we beat you 2-0 at, uh, at Ellen Road. So you've had a bit mixed fortunes. And interestingly, Eric, you've actually played against six different managers at Leeds United, which is absolutely amazing. Which shows the inconsistencies that Leeds have had until so Bielsa took over in the summer of 2018. Are you going to list the managers? Yes, uh, Brian McDermott, Gary Monk, Steve Evans, Thomas Christiansen, Marcello Bielsa, and Neil Redfern played against all those teams managed by Leeds players. Uh, Some stuff like that. That's, that's, that's incredible. TV. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> Well, to be fair, though, that's that's how it is, though. Like at yeah. Forest, it's similar, yeah. right? A new manager every season, so yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I think it's just kind of how it is. You can't really change all the players, so you got to change change something. And it always seems the manager gets the chop first. Yeah. Well, it's a lot easier to replace <laughs> one person than than twenty odd in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> Who was um? Who was who, who was the best player in your time in your time uh, at Leeds and in the Championship? I suppose then who was. Who was the best player to play alongside? Who who, 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 who did you always have every every bit of faith in that if you made a mistake that they'd you know they'd mop up for you or or vice versa going forward if you give them the ball you know we're going to I mean obviously Jared Bowen's probably going to be up there for that but um, yeah he was he was very good to be fair he was he was up there at that Camilo Grzycki he was up there as well for a whole uh, Mikel Antonio mm-hmm. left me left me two v one all the time defensively but you give him the ball and honestly he was the strength that he had in the pace he was different different class for when i was at forest uh, is that else? when he were playing in defense because he played as a defender didn't he antonio no he no 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 he was a he would play right winger or left wing oh, did depending it? On. i did that he'd started out in defense but yeah he started he started right back he did start yeah. right back but then moved moved yeah, forward I could see and, that. And, and then further forward again now he's strikers. <laughs> Yeah, he he was good though. If he picked the ball up in space, he, he was he was just too strong and too quick to deal with. To be honest with you, for the for the championship and who else? When I first got to Forest, Andy Reid, he was on the ball just like technically. He was a very 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 good, really good player. And then who else was a handful? Defensively, I oh, know I had some good. Good center backs I like playing with, like Matt Mills. I like playing with. Uh, 
Mm. Michael Mann. We were always rumoured to sign Matt Mills from Forest. Yeah, there was we always were. that rumour. Every season we were rumoured. He was always a threat. He's uh, in the air. He was really dangerous. He always seemed to find yeah. a little space out on corners. And he was a uh, he, he was good good there. He always organised as well. I know Jack Hobbs uh, as well. When I first got there, he he was good to play with. I don't know. I I don't have like one that stands out. I just the, the guys that I seem to just get along with it. I suppose with the players, that, I mean, uh, the teams that you've played for, you know, there'll be quite a, a broad spectrum of, of of players that, like you say, you know, good yeah. quality players and stuff. Yeah, hundred um, percent. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hand over to Luke because what we do normally when we're interviewing people, we give Luke uh, a fast five questions. Okay. Um, so obviously. Fast five questions. First thing that pops into your mind, I'll land over to you, mate. You uh, crack on. Yeah. So uh, yeah. if you don't want to answer him, you don't have to. I'm not. You're not under any pressure. Just tell me to piss off. No answer. Um, no answer. <laughs> um, There's going to be some uh, spicy yeah. ones in here, isn't there? No, not really. Not really. But um, just ju- just to just to get a bit more of an understanding, uh, if you had to sign for uh, any club at the moment, uh, out of these following four, who would it be? We've got Villa. Leeds, Forest, or Liverpool? I would probably go Forest. It's expected. I enjoyed my time probably the most at Forest, and I played the most games there. So, to be honest with you, it's an that's an easy answer for me. Of course, um, yeah. Forest to be promoted or the USA to win a World Cup? USA win a World Cup. It's going to happen as well. You guys know it's going to happen. In the years to come, it will happen. I know we lost to Canada the other night, and it's a really sore subject, and no one really brings it up. But I'm annoyed about it a little bit. I yeah, don't only, like how Canada beat us. It's only a matter of time before the uh, the, the Americans get, get up there. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's crazy how they haven't been, you know, you know with, the, with the size of the country and, the, and obviously the players that are out there now. You know, it's only, like I say, it is only a matter of time. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get start getting uh, winning, uh, not winning groups, but getting through groups in the World Cup. So that, as long as it's not against nice England, then that's fine. <laughs> England, um, always, England will always be strong. You guys always have a strong squad, so they're always it's always tough against England. Uh, biggest secret within football. Biggest secret. It, 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 so it could be something stupid like. I don't know, on a night out or something, you got locked up that nobody found out about. Um, did, did you ever? Oh, I did, was there a player that you played with? Oh, you can. Yeah. You can't tell us that story. I haven't told anyone. I have um, only. Oh, I, I haven't told anybody because I, I just, no, it, I, I would rather not <laughs> because the guy who, who's like, it just doesn't look good at myself and the other guys. No, so. We appreciate we appreciate oh. you still in football, so we'll, wait till yeah. we'll, we'll get you back on when you finish coaching, maybe. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, fine. Um, who was the most fun player that you've ever played with? Who was the jack of the lads in the training room, in the changing rooms? Who was who was the who was yeah who was who was yeah. the joker? Yeah. Um, biggest joker, I would probably say Jamie Mackey when I was at Forest. He, his initiation song was probably the most memorable out of my what like what what 12 13 years i've been in well more than that 15 i think is years i've been in england he uh that was though i can't i can't say that one either actually that's a great story i actually don't want to say that either 
It was, it was so funny. Uh, it, nowadays, it would it would be frowned upon. Just put it that way. But it was it was really good. It was really good. I'll let him tell you what he did if you ever if you ever get him on or if you ever see him or whatever. So wicked, wicked. Yeah. And then uh, oh my god, yeah. Uh, and then the last one was, is what was your initiation song? And can you give us the first few bars, please? Oh, <laughs> uh, I've had quite a few, to be fair. I won't give you the song. I'm terrible at singing. Like my voice <laughs> now is how I sing. I'm monotone. Like I'm a terrible singer. But I did. Hi, I've done Sweet Caroline. I've done uh, the I Like Big Butts. I don't know what it's called. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. I like that one. I've done and then. Um, my kids were when they were younger. They loved Shrek, and I saw I did All Star. That was one of the main. Yeah, good, good main things. Well. So I think those are the three that I've done. I think maybe I don't remember what I did at Lincoln and Leighton Orient. Leeds? Did I have to do one? I don't. I don't think they made me do one at Leeds. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, so those are the three. Those are the three. That that'll do. That'll do me. That's the five questions. And thank you ever so much for answering them as honestly as you possibly could without yeah. getting uh, getting a lawsuit against you. Um, no, no, so. no lawsuit. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Answers on a postcard. Uh, if, if anyone in the comments has got any any more questions for uh, for, for whilst we're, we're continuing with this, you know, get it, get them forward and look and pick out the I've best. I've got ones. one here that's just popped up as we're going along. I don't know if it's relevant. Uh, what is the what Gilly said? What where did the best oh, stake right. in the Premier League comment come from? Best stake in the Premier League. League. Who said that? What um, actual stake? Because I love a stake. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know where it comes from, Gilly. If you want to, if you can add, uh, I know where it comes from. There's a place that uh, actually close by that I know. It's called Barlow's Porterhouse. Really good steak. Mm. Chef, the guy, Chef Dave, really top guy. In between Junction 27 and 28 of the M1. Small oh, really? Place. Lovely steak. Yes. Perfect. I do Perfect. like a well, steak. There, there you go, there Gilly. There's good. the best steak in the Premier there League. There you go, Gilly. Well, it's not um, Premier League because it's like Nottingham, so it's a championship. So oh, technically the best steak it's in the championship. Definitely a championship. Yeah. Oh, well, it's nearly yeah. there. Not quite, yeah. but nearly there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, chaps. Um, like I said, anyone, anyone who's got any more comments or questions for Eric, get, you know, keep them coming or whatever. I'm going to move us along now to some current stuff. And obviously, yesterday was the end of the transfer deadline um, or, or lack of transfer. News from Orta No Better. Loves, he loves doing <laughs> He loves just throwing these little things up when I'm talking. So, chaps, um, what oh, are your hang opinions? Hang on, hang on. Just, just before you do, Smarty, Gilly's come back to us here, Eric. Yeah. And he said... You were quoted as saying that you did the best stake in the Premier League. <laughs> did I? That's probably true. Did as well. I? To be fair, I'm, I'm a, I, I cook a great steak. I do cook <laughs> a great steak. I haven't done it in a little bit, but I know I know how to cook a decent steak. That's that's for sure. But I'm not in the Premier League, so anymore. No, apparently. Well, I, I, no, honestly, I, I don't anymore. It's the it's this restaurant that I, I like. It's, it's really, really good. I know it's probably not too far away from Leeds as well. It might be a little, like an hour. No, that's drive, not, but... it's not far at all. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, a decent uh, little pine I'm going to be well. Googling that as soon as we finish here. I do like that. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're going to get on to transfers. We're going to obviously ask you a few questions about, you know, the transfers that you've been involved with and also any sort of like deadline day stuff that you might have had. But um, stats, Luke, I'm going to come to you guys. How do you think our uh, transfer saga has panned out? Thumbs up. Thumbs uh, go first, yeah, I think 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's 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 disappointing. Uh, it's disappointing we've not brought in anybody, and 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 sort of quite um, quite appropriate. We've got Eric here as an American as well, given we were we were after Aronson, um, uh, who I didn't know much about. I have to be honest, before the transfer window, but after watching a few YouTube videos, he's now my favourite player of all time. Um, so um, <laughs> that's what YouTube but, does to you about that's any right. player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I was I was disappointed. Smiley, I was I was I was a little bit disappointed. But having said that, we beat West Ham with a poor, poor squad, a really poor squad on paper, and we beat West Ham. Fair enough, we were shite against Newcastle the following week. Um, but they the the board, Marcelo, obviously think that we're in a position whereby we're gonna be comfortably safe. I don't know how or why they think this, but they think that we're currently in a position whereby we're going to be safe by the end of the season, which ultimately is our prerogative. Stay up this season, we rebuild in January, uh, sorry, in, in in the summer when players are so much cheaper. Not necessarily cheaper, but you can get them on, you know, different different type, types of contracts and whatever else. So, so yeah, dis- disappointing in a word. Uh, shocked? No, I didn't expect anybody, I don't think. Yeah. It's not, it's not like us to make any sort of groundbreaking transfers in January. I mean, Gilly no, said no. in the comments there, uh, you know, uh, Jean Kevin Augustine and Kiko Casilla. Kiko being, you know, obviously the, 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 probably the most successful out of them. Um, <laughs> what do you guys reckon? Uh, obviously, that yesterday, towards the end of yesterday and today, that it's come out that we're uh, we were asked if we would take Van der Beek and Harry Winks as well. What do you think about that? I, I think it's difficult, isn't it, the January window because of the way Leeds play, because of the way Marcelo sets the side up, and they need to hit the ground running basically, and they need to be ready for for that game against Aston Villa a, a week tomorrow. It, it's always difficult to get players, and in January, and obviously Marcelo and the board feel that with the players we've got coming back from injury, hopefully Cavanaugh be a few weeks away, Coop to be a few weeks away, and, and hopefully Patrick Bamford will get back in uh, once he's, he's fit and raring to go. I think that's probably the way they've looked at it as, as a board, as, as a club and as a management team as well. So I think what we've now got to do, lads, is he's got 17 games left. We probably need, what, 15 points uh, from those 17 games to, to to make sure we're safe from what the end of the season. And, as, as Luke rightly says, I think it's a very key summer because I think there's there's a lot to do to, to build for next season, really. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, just <clears throat> Sorry, just really quick, just really quickly. Uh, Eric, how, how did how did, how did did the morale around around the team feel if a new player came in in the, in the January window? Was, was everyone relatively professional or was it a little bit, actually, you've not been here since the start of the season sort of thing? Uh, no, no, normally... It was either if a position probably was a problem either through injury or if it was a little bit weak and somebody came in to try to fill that. Just just how, how football is really in the dressing room. I don't think guys are – no, it always happens. You always have competition for places. So yeah. you're, you're probably – your eyebrows get raised if it's in your position. So mm-hmm. I think uh, it might – people will be up for the challenge. They might – work a little bit harder if somebody does come in to keep their spot or they'll think, oh, maybe that my time's up. So it just as a player, that's what you think. It's it's always competition for places. So regardless, if you, you think you're you're comfortable for the first half of the season in your position, but the club think that then you need to get pushed a little bit further. And if somebody comes in in your position, 
some players don't like it. Other players live up to it and, and they push a bit harder for it. So it just, just, I think it's a different mixed response depending on the player, yeah, yeah, yeah. depending on where they are and where they sit in their career. I think it's different for everybody. So could it, it quite easily affect morale positively as well as negatively, uh, yeah. depending on the position and, and who it might be affected? There's no, yeah. there's no sort of right answer for all, really, I don't suppose. Yeah. But, so, um, like, for example, say there was a 20-year-old right back who was like came through the academy and he's played the first half of the season and the club think oh no he's not ready yet and they bring in a say a 26 year old right back on a four-year deal that 20 year old is probably going to be quite pissed off because yeah, that yeah. quite clearly makes a statement yeah. like oh i'm not ready for the next four years they bought this this guy in for for four years at for in my position so in that instance you would probably ask what's my future at the club. Like that's what I would I would say in that for that 20 year old's stake in that position. So just 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 I don't know I don't know if you obviously you do follow the American football, but just on not American football, but the American soccer, whatever you guys I'm call not, it. So, whatever you call it, it's wrong. Um but um oh, I've been here long <laughs> enough. It's football, so <laughs> so you probably you, you probably know a little bit more about the uh, about the Aronson young chap that we've been that we've been linked that we were linked with earlier in the um, in the window. Um, Michael Brown's just said here uh, Leeds involvement in going after Aronson during this window has alerted other clubs the like of AC Milan and Leipzig now showing interest. Is that is that a danger? And is is he really that good? He, he is a he is a talent for sure. He's <laughs> I, I like him and all the times I've watched him for the, for the US. So, but. Like January, I, I would love. There is here's a stat for you. How many successful January transfers has there been? Like for for oh, teams, like no. the, it seems like their players are overpriced. Uh, teams are a little bit desperate, and I, like I don't know. I, I would I would love to see how many like really successful players there are that got bought in the January transfer window. I think uh, I mean, one, one one of the chaps in the comments just said for us, um, Lee Chapman. That's definitely a standout um, transfer. Yeah, sure. Was Pablo a, a January transfer? Pablo joined on loan originally uh, yeah. in August 2016, then signed an extension uh, after that oh, in January yeah. 2017. Uh, yeah. No, so, yeah, January is mostly loans, though, especially for, yeah. Like, yeah. for yeah. teams down below or teams that are trying to push. They might yeah. buy somebody outright, but it's 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 yeah. genuinely for for loans. I, in it's my opinion, at least. yeah, yeah. Just yeah. going back to the von the the, the Van der Beek uh, question, Smarty. Actually, I've been having this uh, debate, shall we say, with 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 other Leeds fans uh, on Twitter, and there's no doubt in that Donny Van der Beek is a good player. You know, mm. he was it was rated mm. in the top thirty in the world. He got invited to the Ballon d'Or only three years ago. He's, yeah. a, he's a class player, but is he going to fit in in time to make a real impact and difference based on the way we play football, the way that Marcelo Bielsa structures his team, realistically, is he going to have a positive effect in the next no. 10 games? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. clearly, Marcelo Bielsa didn't think so, so we didn't go for him. And 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 if you believe everything you read in the papers, then the more for you. Because, you know, we probably didn't even reject him because I would be very surprised if Man United offered him to us. Yeah. Who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's just me now. Just so you know, like agents put stuff into papers on purpose, of course, to generate interest in their players. So you can't like take everything for what it says in the papers. Just so you guys know, I, and that's not always the true, always the case. But I've, I've no, I've no players say, oh yeah, he's he's mm -hmm. put this in 
in the paper just to generate some stuff. So yeah, it, it, it gets people talking sometimes. Somebody might see him like, oh, we need to we need to do something here. So it might that one person that that right person that sees it. So but by it might not even happen. Nothing might generate from it, but that that definitely does happen. And I think it still does happen. Yeah. Well, like you say, it gets the player's name out there, it gets people talking about it, doesn't yeah. it? I think it was a, there was an interview on Talkspot. I can't remember the chap's name. He's quite he's quite nice, he's quite a good bloke to listen to, actually. And he says, obviously, with the regards to the Rafinha and the Phillips transfer. Simon Jordan. Like, Simon Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Palace owner. There were probably never any sort of inquiries, you know, whatever. It's just the way it's just the way the transfer business works. A lot of agents, like I say, they put the names out of the players and all oh, that sort right. of stuff. And yeah. they just like to stir the pot, so to speak. Um, but yeah, that's exactly where they were going with the Van der Beek thing. You know, we could have we could have Messi in our team. Probably not. Maybe a little bit of an extreme. But he's still going to go with Farshad. He's still going to go with Phillips. He's still going to play his usual team that he yeah. would always put out. So it doesn't really matter. Like you said, Luke, you know, it, the book ends with, uh, or the book stops with Marcelo Bielsa. Rads and Otto have been getting some some horrible stick over over uh, over the transfer stuff. You know, direct messaging or direct uh, tagging of tweets and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's Marcelo Bielsa who's got the final say on every sort of transfer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if anyone's got a problem, I suppose they really need to direct it towards Marcelo. I'm not encouraging that by the way. I'll have everyone outside but, his house and he's still there with good be, yeah, yeah, people will be waiting outside Costa in weather before him. Um, there'll be a little <laughs> lynch mob. Um, but yeah, like I say, you know, the book stops with Marcelo at the end of the day. Um, I've no doubt that there were players probably offered to be also, you know, like we say, with the Van der Beek thing. Um, but... You know, I think the argument they, is they I think, system and his ideologies and all that sort. I think the argument that comes from from our fans, uh, Smarty, is that if they're better than Tyler Roberts, then we should sign them. Now that's all good and well. They're probably more talented footballers. There are a lot more talented footballers out there than Tyler Roberts. However, is there anybody that is going to be able to play at our pace and expectation and and and, and know how we play? Mm. That's going to be able to come in and make an immediate impact. That's not going to cost us all that much money because yeah. you look at Deli Ali. He's going to end up going for forty million pound. He probably hasn't played a decent game of That's football crazy. for three That's years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, he's, look, the January transfer taxes all. I mean, let Lampard deal with it. He's, he seems to us, you know, <laughs> thinking he's going. To, and I hope he you fails. Mean, I, love, I, I liked Everton, right? I liked Everton, but I hate. Frank Lampard, so I hope he fails and takes him down for the first You're time in their bloody history. You mean, you mean Frank Lampard's Everton, don't you? Okay, oh, Frank, Lampard's, Frank Lampard's Goodison Park. Who plays Frank, Frank Lampard's Derby? Frank Lampard's Everton. Frank Lampard's fucking whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wet. He's not. Why do you like playing with Lampard? What did he do to you? Oh, he's shouting out changing rooms, Eric. <laughs> I don't think it was Frank himself. I'm saying you change rooms. You dislike me as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on the floor. Shat. Not oh, shat. Okay. Oh my! I didn't. I, I thought you said sat. <laughs> well, I did. I did. I did before a game, but that was in the toilet, so I was not, not on the floor. Yeah. No, I didn't spray, but I definitely flushed it. <laughs> we'll let you off then. But yeah, yeah. You know, right, come again. The story goes, Derby, Frank Lampard's Derby County left a bit of a mess of our changing rooms uh, after the, uh, the semi-final, was it? Yes. Yeah. Semi-final of the uh, of the 
playoffs a few years. I can't ago, believe so. you guys lost that game. Oh my uh, god! Oh, don't Eric, we don't need that. We're, we're, we're here now. We're here. That. I'm sorry. Uh, that I, I remember. <laughs> that was intense game. Oh, I horrible. can only imagine for you guys. Wow. I, I was sat there watching them. I mean, I sit uh, right near the away end in the south stand, and I was sat there, just literally, just like I had the thousand yard stare. It just, just, it would just, I would just completely gobsmacked about what had happened. The complete I collapse and everything. Yeah. I would, I would just, I would just like, what the? I had to be turfed out by the stewards because I was just sat there with my head in my hands, thinking, what the hell have I just seen? And then that was it. Yeah, we've had quite a generic question here, uh, Eric, from Emmy Lou. I think this is your missus. It starts. If you could go back and start your career again, what one decision might you change and why? Oof. Someone's asked me this before. If anything that I, did I regret in my career, and I don't, I don't, I don't think I would change much. I really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. There's not much I would, I would go back and change. I know um, before I moved to Hull, I, um, when I signed on the day uh, West Brom came in for me, but I enjoyed my time at Hull, so I, w- I wouldn't have changed it. So I yeah. like maybe it could have been totally different. If I didn't have my hip injury, I could have been maybe a Leeds player for a year, then got binned off, yeah. or I could have played there for five years and done all right. Yeah. So like little things, little things happen that, but I, I don't think I would change, change much. The only thing I would probably change is, I moved away from home when I was 14 and I never got to play with my brother that was in the same, like in, in the U S you played in a school team and I never got to play with him. And uh, I I wish I had at least one year playing with them. So, but that's the only thing I would change probably. If you could offer an 18 year old Eric, any piece of advice, what would it be? Um, Honestly, don't. I want to word this correctly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't give a shit what other people think of you. Learn that's that quicker. Advice. Advice. And that obviously just not footballers. That's bloody everyone. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would probably it, say it took me a while. It took me took me about two and a half years when I first came over here to to get that mentality. But I wish somebody told me that earlier. Do you yeah, think things are getting uh, consistent? Well, not getting consistent a bit, but 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 a lot worse with with the amount of people on social media and 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 things. I mean, I know I know it's, we're not talking sort of a lifetime ago when when you came over, Eric, but things mm-hmm. probably have magnified over the over the last few years. I know you've recently retired. Um, well, come on to that. Actually, I suppose what what you're actually doing now in a moment. But um, do you think? Do you think? It's an it's an another battle for players to deal with. It's all good and well hearing somebody shouting on the terraces, "You shit!" or you know, you've not you've not been good tonight. You know, go get home and have your olics and all that bollocks. But like to actually go home and then switch your laptop on or your mobile phone and just see constant battering. It's it's not it's not what it used to be, is it? You know, do you think do you yeah. think that's that's difficult for players to deal with? Yeah, I would say so. I'm, I'm so. I don't know if clubs do, but I honestly, they, they should have some sort of like media training almost, as in, like support. Not even like training, like a kind of like a support and how to deal with it, because you could play your game, whatever. You get the abuse off people when you lose. Uh, the fans, normal. That's just how it is. You know, you've you not done your best, or if you have done your best, like fair play. 
but you, you it constantly throughout the week you'll get abuse oh you're shit or leave our club or blah 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 it does affect people for, for me the statement that i just said like that's how i was i for me i didn't care at all i knew what i was on the pitch and uh, the work rate that i put in i didn't really care at all what people said about me but i know other players look at it and it does affect them so yeah. i don't know if there is a, a way forward for even even for clubs just for someone to either talk to or like some support because it, it's it gets bad i know when yeah. fans want players out of clubs it kind of escalates quite quickly to getting quite nasty so I, I don't know what the answer is to be honest with you it's social media is always going to be there there's not there's they're not really going to regulate it i don't think too much like well, how can you regulate it but well, i don't know I, I honestly don't know the answer it's just something we've had that discussion we've had that discussion about how 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 do we sort it out how do we how do we regulate that that i mean the the amount of racism and and and, and various other issues not just racism yeah. and, and, and issues but the actual ta targeting of, of of abuse that players have not just players but anybody who goes on there and has an opinion um yeah. some people just literally you know some some people have, have taken their own lives because of it and, and, and whatnot it's just something does need to happen and like, i think you, you're quite right there i think i think it should be the football club's responsibility because they're the ones with the money, with the infrastructure, um, and and you know they've, they've got they've got the media training, they've got the social media experts working for the club, putting tweets out and things. There's no reason why why, why the clubs individually couldn't regulate it. Um, they could probably then, do I mean, it through like the academy stage, maybe. So yeah, when the guys are going, to, yeah. So maybe not at the professional level, but just say this things that could happen, and. If you get to that next level, that probably will happen in the do's and don'ts. I think they do do that, but I think they probably might need to highlight the abuse that could happen on there, and then how how maybe how steps to deal with it. Yeah. I, I think there there probably is some. There's got to be right. There has to be. You think? Yeah, so. I imagine there is. Yeah, I think there is a fair bit. Um, we we've noticed things like players, you know, tweeting specific things, especially the the foreign lads. Um, you know, who was the, who was the fa what was the famous one? Tweet something like, what was the famous oh. tweet that was tweeted out by? Oh, it was an Everton. It was Victor Anachibi. Victor Anachibi tweet something like, poor good effort today, lads, but thanks for the fans for travelling in. Copy yeah, and paste yeah. It. yeah. And the first yeah. line read, say something yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've not seen that. It's funny you all say that because we had an example with Matthias Click, who has been, yeah. in my opinion, one of the best players over the last four years, certainly under Bielsa. He got some horrible, horrible abuse after the Chelsea defeat back in December and he deactivated his Twitter. Now, I'm all for one people having opinions on football. They shouldn't be acting players on social media. No, There's no, no need no, for no. it. And what Click has done at Leeds is nothing short of remarkable. He played nearly every game for two seasons under under Bielsa when we won promotion. He's been a phenomenal servant. Every player will make mistakes at a football club. It's part and parcel of football. To abuse players, in my opinion, is wrong. And I think something from a wider scheme, say from social media, look at uh, Saka that, that missed the penalty for England. The abuse that he got was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. 
and something ne- I don't know what the answer is to to regulate that's it. Maybe, but, yeah. That's maybe yeah, that's that's maybe a, convers- a, a deep conversation for another episode. I think we're probably yeah. going to be uh, we could be could we, be a yeah, fixing yeah, world yeah. all night, can we? we yeah, yeah, it, it won't go away because the athletes use it as a as an asset as well. Usually yeah, they yeah, yeah. connect with how yeah, many fans that they have. Like yeah. it, it's used in good ways as well. I know you say the bad, but there's a lot of good oh, in it as well. Yeah, pros and cons. Like I said, we, we, we have spoken to it briefly, but I think uh, until it's properly regulated, we have to submit some sort of ID verification process yeah. or something like that, just so obviously people can be approached the right way, whether it be, yeah. you know, whatever. I think that's the only way that these things can be regulated. But, you know, just to touch, just just whilst we're still around about the transfer thing, have you ever sort of been caught up in any sort of transfer sagas before, Eric, whilst you've been at any of your clubs? Oh, no, I've been free agent most of the time. I think Hall Hall bought me for a couple thousand or a couple hundred thousand. I think it was. I don't even know. It was undisclosed fee, so I don't even know how much it was. But I was always a free transfer, so I was I was never involved. You, you, you in were the... stolen. You don't even know how much it was for. No, <laughs> that's crazy. No? I don't know. I know how much I got paid a week, but I don't know how much the <laughs> uh, exchange for each other. I'm gonna ask that. They, they should, but they. I'm at Boris now, so they should. There should be some sort of record. I can, I'm going to ask somebody about it and try to find that out. Those are the two things. I'm going to find out about the social media thing, see what they do, and then I'm going to find out how much you, how much they yeah, got. The, uh, well, let just, well, you don't have to tell us about the fee, but if if you'd let us know about you know how they handle all the social media yeah. stuff, so if you just yeah, 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 yeah. we can kind yeah, of yeah. get it. I, I, I think there is something in place, especially for like the, the academy lads. We keep on going back to it. Sorry, I'll, 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 if yeah, I find yeah, something out, I'll, I'll let you guys just, know. Just on that, then, Eric, because obviously that's part of what you're doing now. Why do you, do you want to tell everybody what it is you're up to now before we let you uh, let you shoot and stuff? We've obviously got, um, you, you said you're looking to the what into the social media type stuff, but what, what are you up to? Where are you and, and everything? What's what's cracking? Um, I have a UEFA B license, I'm doing. Uh, some coaching with under 23s there i'm just getting some experience because this is probably my for obviously i just retired so <laughs> sorry no, um, just it. retired geez that came from nowhere but yeah just retired <laughs> doing some coaching with under 23s at nottingham forest uh getting some experience uh just seeing how it, how it all is the the different side of from being a player how it is uh being a coach and and bringing up the next generation i think i have a bit to give, give back to the game. I love football. I love love being a part of it, and the experiences that I've had as a player, I think I could pass it down to to the next generation. So, do you have a coaching uh, style? Would you say are you a, are you a Mike Bassett type, or uh, or uh, you know? Uh, um, I think I'm gonna be f- quite direct at first, just loud, and really you know how Americans are a little bit loud, a little bit <laughs> too much. Like I think I'll be like that, but. I want to tone it down a little bit, so, but we'll see. We'll see how, where the journey takes me. I'm in doing baby steps now, down on the bottom of the ladder. Again, I'm going to have to climb it, so I got to relearn everything and and uh, just uh, see how everyone almost everyone else does it because uh, I think with, with coaching and it's just about like sharing and I don't know if one person does it better than the other because there's so many different ways of, to coach, so. One one way might be good for somebody's team, and another way might be good for another person's team. So, just gotta take uh, take what you what you can in the little bits and implement 
implement the good to all the all the players, especially in the with the academy setup. They they soak up so much information, and it, it, it's good seeing them. Like some some of the guys have played in the first team, and it's just like, and they come sometimes they come back down to train with us, and it's just like, oh, well done, and you can see the smile on their face. And I remember being that being that young and being that player. So it, it's good. It, it is rewarding, even in the short period of time that I, I've been doing it. It is very rewarding. Just on that then, Eric, well, we've, we've, had, we've had one last question before we let you go. I think if that's all right, everybody, I know we're, we're pushing for time, but but it, it's quite relevant is the question. It's actually come from one of the other members of Orton or Better. Um, with you going into the coaching uh, role and from a player who was... Who was the best coach who who you played under, or who's going to be who's going, who's going to probably have the biggest impact on you as a coach moving forward? Uh, I got asked this by the PFA, and it's actually they put through their eyebrows up at it. But it's a guy called Kevin McDonald, oh, uh, who was at Villa. I know right. um, he's he's been in the in the media about about bullying. I think there was a player back in the day who became a lawyer, end up saying that he bullied him, but. From my experience, I would take all the good from him because I wouldn't be chatting to you guys at all if it wasn't for him. And I'm pretty sure if you talk to most of the guys in the in my reserve team, which most of them are playing, I could I could rack them off right now if you want to. I think a lot of them would say the same thing because his, the way he coached um, made me into basically a man and how how to how to be a professional footballer, I would say. He, uh, he was a massive influence. If I didn't go to Villa at the time, I don't know if I if I would still be, if I would be coaching right now, basically, I think I would probably be, I would have ended up back in the US, probably forgotten about out of the game by 26, 27, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for him. But uh, being at Villa and having him, he was a massive influence on on me. And I probably I'll, I'll take a lot of his 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 coaching styles into what I'm doing as well. It's weird how people like that influence you. Obviously, as a young man like you, I take it none of your family came over from the States with you when, when you moved over. No, yeah, it was um, just me. Just me. So, just you, so, so a, young, a young chap like, you know, you know coming over to a, a weird country full of people with brown teeth and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> smelling the tea. You know, you, you've got to take those sort of, you, you're going to, you know, like I said, you, those influences from those sort of people are going to leave a mark on you for the rest of your life. You know, yeah. so you know that's that's great to hear that. It's good. Yeah, I'm in the process as well of, so I'm just calling people that have good influence on me. So I've been reflecting after I've done playing, and over probably the next year or two years, I just want to call people that had a positive influence on me and just kind of just say thank you, either if it's on the phone or or a chat. And I think mm -hmm. at the time I didn't probably say it because I was so engrossed into like what to eat next training session be ready yeah, next yeah. game be ready i was honestly so engrossed in it that now that i step back and i'm done there's there's a lot of work that probably went into me being how i am now and a lot of work from coaches and my family members they already know i've already already reiterated that to them but uh, there's a lot of people i need to contact to to say yeah, thank man. you to. a bit like I mean, a modern day my name is earl Yes. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I guess kind of thing. Maybe not all the all the way into that, but like today, actually, I, I called Nigel Atkins just to say because he brought me to Hull. I just had a brief chat with him to say thank you and stuff, and how uh, he had a positive influence on me. So just like little things like that. I think I don't know if he would appreciate it, but I, I think he would. I think you might just think, yeah, you know what? That 
that, that's all right. Uh, that I had that he had that influence on me. So I, and I yeah. think it's, it's nice for them for me to say that almost kind of thing. And it and it's yeah, good definitely. to show that yeah. appreciation almost. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've no doubt they'll probably be, you know, ecstatic to hear that from you, a, a, a professional such as yourself. You know, we've yeah. we've got um, uh, you may know, you may know him, you may not know him. Simon Johnson's part of our pod. He played for Leeds and Barnsley and a few other um, uh, clubs, and he's always said, you know, since he's retired, he's got his own academy set up and all that sort of thing now. But since he's retired, he's been able to reflect on his career and, like I said, people who have influenced him and the friends he's made and the pros that he's played with and all that sort of stuff. And it kind of you, you kind of not relive it, but it takes for a while for you to kind of understand exactly what you've been through. I mean, from obviously being 14 year old or whatever, you've been, a, you know, you've been in and at it at football uh, and, yeah. and met so many people different, you know, from different backgrounds, you know, uh, across you know, a, a massive career. So, yeah, it's no, it's good to hear. I have no doubt that he'd uh, be absolutely ecstatic about yeah. doing that. For Just quickly, Smarty, um, can we use Eric's prediction for the the fans' prediction this week? Do you mind? For next week. It's next week, but Brenda's ghost won't be happy, but yeah. Let's uh, let's do do it. Let's do it. Start who we got next week. Is it Villa away? Villa away on the Wednesday night, yeah. Villa away. Eric, that has to no better predictions. So we'll start with you, Eric. Put him straight under the cosh. Wait, where is it? Where is it? Where is the game? Villa Park. Yeah, Villa Park. Villa Park. Ooh. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one for you guys. Ooh. <laughs> the players Ooh, well. Villa, Villa are doing all right as well. Yeah. It's be I'm sorry, night. guys. I'm going to have to go Villa 2-0. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest with you guys. I, I'm oh, no, we appreciate that. Guy. Yeah. Remnant's so, ghost is the opposite. Do that to, no, I don't know. No goals at Villa Park. I'm not feeling that at all. You got to give them at least one if you're going to go. Especially with the, the signings they've made, Vicuti, yeah. Odinia. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, uh, that, for some no. Actually, I'm going to change them. I'm going to go two one. Let's go two one. Oh. Make a little little bit Just of give drama. Give us a curse to go, lads. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 95th minute on goal. <laughs> no, I'll let you take the lead. I'll let you take the lead. I'll let you, I'll have a little hope. We'll take, we'll take the lead then. I can't Perfect. see it happening. But, uh, but yeah, um, I, I uncovered a stat today. I don't know where I read it, right? I don't know if you guys know this, but you cannot uh, concede from a, a direct free kick if you were to score an own goal. Do you know what happens if you score an own goal from a direct, a direct free, free kick? kick? Go on. Wait, so like if you, you know, from a goal kick and you just kick it into your own goal, basically, is what you're no, saying. So if I, so, say, say Leeds had a free kick on the outside of Villa's box. And yeah. Rafini decided to score an own goal. Do you know what yeah. the uh, the action is after that? Do you know what's given? Penalty. Kick off. Nope. Drop ball. Go on then. Nope. It Tell should us. be a drop ball, but it's not. It's actually a corner. A corner to the opposition. Honestly, why isn't it a goal? <laughs> I found that out today. I'm like, fuck off. Why can't you score an own goal from an from an from an indirect free kick though? Because I don't know, but the, the laws cover all sorts, don't they? You know, they, yeah, they anyway, cover bullshit. everything. But all yeah, that, that stupid was a, bloody rule. This is one of smart likes refs, so that's just it's probably came from VAR. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, they, yeah, they probably give it a goal. They won't have a clue. Yeah, they won't have a bloody clue. Yeah. Um, right, chaps. I don't, if you've got any other questions for Eric before we, I've uh, just got we... one last one, and I've just yes. kind of been keeping this last one. I want to take Eric back to a very memorable Denny's career. 
Uh, January 2018, Nottingham Forest, FA Cup third round against oh. Arsenal. That's yeah. second goal. That second goal. Oh, uh, yeah. what, what? Do you want the first goal or the second goal? Oh, <laughs> so, the, the full story is, so a year or two before we had Arsenal in the FA Cup and we lost 4-0, we got absolutely destroyed. Hmm. So we got them again. And I remember the missus coming into me like, wow, like I'm taking the kids away. So I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we, we might lose. Yeah, is what it is. So she ended up taking the kids away. She probably missed, must have missed probably three or four games maximum in my, ever since we've been together. And two of those were through pregnancy. And I had, I forced her not to go. And this was one, the one other one that she, uh, she missed because she went, because she thought we were going to get destroyed again. So I had a free house for a week. And this is what I wind her up about. I had a free house, got to sleep extra early, no kids, no stress, no nothing. And uh, ended up scoring two. So to, to would you like to see the first? Was anybody, anybody like to see the first goal? Not as much Honestly, as I want to see it, the No way. Before, before the first goal, I want you guys to tell me, talk to me about Arsenal's defending. Please. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm right, going to well, say. We'll watch the goal and then we'll okay. we'll come back. This is the second. No, this is the second look. What oh, that is the second? Belter. Sorry. What an absolute belter, belter that is. Chesson in bit of a stumble. Unreal. Yeah, that was a good Unreal that was a good finish. one. That was the best one I've scored. That was memorable. That's the best ever. Um, yeah. I'll try and find the first one. Um I think I've got it actually. Um but yeah, like there we go. Yeah, let's just pause that. The first one's really like that was like yeah. You might have to pause it. Um maybe not this one, but the once uh once the replay tell goes. Me when you want, tell, you me, tell me this when you is want me to the, pause it. This is the header, isn't it? Header at the front yeah. post. So you can't really see it there. Oh, let, let it, let it go on replay. Let it go on the replay. They're just ball watching. Oh, watch, wait, wait, wait. So on the angle, just have a look once once uh, they once they show it again. I think they do a different angle. Keep forgetting you played with, uh, is that Mike Cash? Yeah. Yeah. That's Arson. Oh, it's Cuban Arson, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, hold it there, hold it there. Oh, my goodness. That defensive line there. So the defensive line is at the six-yard box, and their wall oh, yeah. is probably like two yards out. And I and Karen, you always used to shoot, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to get in front of the goalkeeper. Right, yeah, yeah. Wow, there you go yeah. from the horse's mouth. But yeah. still, as much as a, as well read as that first goal was, that second goal was an absolute peach. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys know I got a dog after that as well, right? You yeah, know the story about it, and I named it Gunner. Obvious, obvious, obvious reasons. Yes. Oh, brilliant! Gunnosaurus. Yes, because I, I was well, like, um, the thing was, I, if I got a hat, like my missus didn't want a dog, and she said, if I get a hat trick, I can get a dog. And since I got two, like I just pressured her into getting yeah. getting the so dog. So I, I named it after Arsenal. Yeah, he's he's an Arsenal fan because he wouldn't he wouldn't <laughs> be in our family if uh, I didn't get those two goals against Arsenal. So <laughs> brilliant. Should yeah, I tell you which one? Forrest go and do it again and beat Arsenal in the FA Cup third round. Yeah, I was there. Season. We watched it. It was really good. Was, they actually deserved to win. Yeah, they did. Like, they, did. Our, like, they did, played really well. They played really well. I was just going to say, um, do you know what my favourite goal I've ever seen live is? Go 
Solomander Car versus Forest. And Eric Quay, I played in the game. Did I? Get it up. Get it up. <laughs> Get it up. Let's go. Let me see it. Get it up. Let me see it. Have you, have you not seen this goal? I don't remember, remember it. I don't game. remember much. This is much. one of my, my favourite goals ever. Let me get it up. I, I, I remember everyone in the If I get skinned here, it's going to be... They didn't do the yes thing. They just, it was just like a... It's just oh, erupted, it? Like unreal. It? What an absolute belting finish. Have you got it? Can you find it or no? Yeah, I've got it now. Yeah, I've got it now. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. When's this? 2017. Uh, oh, that was a relegation year. Wow! Finish that. What a oh goal! Oh my god! I remember that. That was a ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we, that. We lost that yeah, game all, all right? the didn't we? Oh god! Yeah, two 0 Yeah. I think oh, that was the season you beat Ipswich uh, on the last day of the season. Oh my, that was stress. Oh, don't, you don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. That was a bad day. Can we see that I'm one just again? From, from this angle. Oh yeah, this is where I. There he is. I'm back post. I'm oh, oh, is oh, oh, Why have you come off the line, Eric? In fact, <laughs> no, I'm there. Eric, number two. It's Eric I'm that's up. got his hand on his head when it goes in. I always remember that. Yeah, and just like, oh shit! What a, what a finish that <laughs> was! That's Brilliant. unbelievable. That's better than the chest volley. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, that is because that's oh, first time. That that was that was. But yeah, that was a good goal. But yeah, no, that, that second goal of yours, mate, fucking unreal. Absolutely unreal. I didn't score many, but I'm glad I scored that. No, definitely. <laughs> and, uh, and, against, uh, and against Arsenal as well. Yeah. Right then, chaps, uh, unless there's anything yeah. else, uh, no, I'd like to thank, thank you, you, Eric, for uh, for coming along and taking your time out to come and speak to us. It's been uh, really no problem, a No problem. I enjoy doing this stuff. Um, so You never know, we might try and get you on again if uh, if, we, if, we, if we ever play Forest in the future. We might try and get your thoughts on, on the game. You know, we'll, we'll see in a cup game or something like that. Yeah, hopefully. Um, oh, no, you never know. Forest are, are kicking on. I know they had a little hiccup in the week. You never know. Do you know what? Sneaking um, to those playoffs. I think... You know, rivalries aside and all that sort of stuff, uh, you know, teams like Forest should be in the Premier League, 100%. Teams like Forest and uh, I won't say Derby, fuck Derby. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Derby you, might you know. not exist by the end of the season. Well, that so. is true. With any luck. If, if you believe in God and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, no, thanks for joining us. Uh, everyone else. Yeah. Cheers, Eric. Pl- pleasure yeah, no to meet you, mate. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Really enjoyed Thank it. You. Pleasure. Cheers, mate. Thanks a yeah. lot. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent League United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke after match podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.